Oh, right. Last one. Should we get it done? Yeah. And we're looking good, you'll be in for a fight And we fight pretty good, getting goals is our job And we get goals good, looking good, we are Carlisle United Hello everyone, you're listening to the Brunson Bugle The number one place to get your Carlisle fix in the podcast world I'm Lee Rooney And I'm Dan McLennan We're still on cloud nine after Wembley last weekend But it's a bump back down to earth for some of the squad As the release list was confirmed earlier this week we look at who is departing and who is staying, while also reviewing our pre-season predictions and giving our end-of-season awards. Yeah, still very much on cloud nine, Dan. I don't know about you, but it's hard to come down from it, isn't it, really, after a weekend like that? Yeah, it's uh, this week's absolutely flown in, you know. There's, mm. uh, you know, there's been a couple of bits come out of the club, uh, more to come. Uh, everyone's just buzzing, aren't How many times have you watched Amari Patrick's goal back now, do you reckon? Oh, 78,963 <laughs> or something. Something like that, isn't it? It's just every now and then, when you need a little pickup, you're like, oh, go on, I'll, I'll give it another watch. And um, yeah, I spent a huge chunk of the week going on YouTube finding all the vloggers that went to the game. Um, yeah, yeah. About 90% of which went in the Stockport end. So you get an amazing view of all the limbs at our end from the uh, Patrick goal, don't you? Which is just like, it still blows my mind how crazy that, that it went when that goal went in. And it's one of my favourite things as well is when they're showing the penalty shootout is when Charter's penalty goes in. It's the deathly silence in the end that they're in, in the stopper end. Yeah. No noise at all and just a wall of noise coming from the other end. It's just, it's just wonderful. It, still say it's still up there as the Best experience I've had as a Carlisle fan, probably at the moment. Yeah, I think pretty it much. Day out. Yeah. I mean, for you, you've you've got first Wembley. You went to Wembley the first time, so it's yeah. it's different for you. You've got that. It's it's, it's 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 on a par. I mean, that that was like I said last time. That was more about the occasion. Yeah. You know, that was you know Carlisle at Wembley. Nobody ever thought that would ever ever happen. So, yeah. but no, it's uh, it's certainly on a par with it. Absolutely. Right, uh, so today's episode, as you heard there in the intro, the plan is uh, we're going to do a couple of little bits of news. Uh, we've got the uh, retained list. Uh, to do so we're going to look at that um uh we'll have a little discussion about some of the players going some of the players staying and um, we've also got uh the kit supplier announcement which was confirmed earlier today um because we we're recording this uh friday lunchtime um we're then going to do our end of season awards now these are the presenter ones we're going to do a poll for the listeners and um, which will go up sometime uh, over the weekend hopefully and um, where you get to pick your player we're, we're restricting it to players who've made 10 league appearances or more this season so that you know it just keeps it a bit a little bit sensible when you do that i think um and uh then we're also going to do a review of our pre-season predictions and it's safe to say that um some of us are going to be a little bit more embarrassed than others with some of their selections uh one of them may well not be on this recording right now let's just say that uh, <laughs> but yeah and then uh then basically well, sorry we've got the uh x blues as well dan you're going to be rounding up a bit there aren't you yeah, we're just going to concentrate on ex-Carlisle players released by their clubs in the uh, 72. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen a few transfers already, but we'll, uh, we'll save them for our midsummer special around fixture release date. Yep. And uh, and then we're just going to finish off a little final word, just a few minutes, summing up how we feel after this season and 
you know, what 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 this squad has done for us this year and, and how it's made us feel as Carla fans and that kind of thing. So there you go. Right, let's get into it. Oh, actually, before we we start on the news, I should say, apologies to the London branch, because last week I forgot to mention them being sponsored the pod. I think I was just still too hungover from Wembley because we, we made the mistake of recording on the Monday when we were all still feeling a bit like deaf um, from <laughs> such a long day. So apologies to them. But here is the usual... Uh, bit that tells you about uh, our sponsors this season. They've been fantastic, London Branch. I've got to say a huge thank you for the support they've given us this season. They, it's really helped us with our hosting costs, which means it makes it much easier for you guys to find the podcast. It's a hugely, hugely appreciated, and uh, you'll hear in the, in the bit in just a second. Find out more about them. If you live outside Cumbria, even if you live in Cumbria, you can still join, but if you're outside Cumbria, join, because they, they're really good in terms of getting information and especially helping fundraise for the clubs and that kind of thing. So, Get yourself uh, on onto their website and all that stuff, and also a bit of information about uh, how to subscribe to the podcast and where you can find us and contact us. We'd like to say a big thank you to the Cal United Sports Club London Branch for once again sponsoring the podcast this season. The London Branch is open to all Cal United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore, and of course every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events, sporters games, and fundraising for the club. This season, they'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section. You can find out more about the London Branch at their website, carlislelondonbranch.org. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on all good podcast apps, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Basically, search for the Brunton Bugle, click subscribe, and then when a new episode comes out, you'll get a little notification to tell you to download it and listen to it at your leisure. Also, if there's an option to review on any of those apps, please do so. If you can give us a five-star review, that'd be really lovely. It's a great way for us to get the message out about the podcast and so more people can learn about it. And uh, yeah, we can spread the word even more. You can also find us on social media, at Brunton Bugle, on Instagram and Twitter. If you go onto Facebook and search for the Brunton Bugle, click like as well. You can follow our page. Uh, we're also on the Be Just On Fear Not Facebook group and also on the Buzzies Back message board, the new message board that's replaced the Cumbrians.net. Uh, and also, if you want to drop us an email, bruntabugle at gmail.com. Okay, Dan, then, let's get into it. So let's get into the news section and um, the retain list. So this was announced a bit earlier than we expected. We thought it might come about Wednesday or Thursday, didn't we? But it was confirmed on Tuesday morning, first thing, by Simo. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was because the players obviously got back Monday, went out, had a, had a free Indian and a Viceroy, and then <laughs> they were on Botchergate, and... While they're about, get all of them. I know a couple had been spoken to on the Monday because they had holiday bookings, etc. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like like Simo said, it's not the nice part of the job, but the, the, plan, the planning started when Taylor Charter's whistle went in, really. You know? well, well, yeah, it's funny. He actually said, didn't he, Simo? He said, I was starting to think about it already on the Sunday night when I was having a beer with Greg Abbott in the mm. hotel. We, we both had a chat about, well, what can we do now? And, and things like that. So... I mean, clearly some planning had gone in beforehand, but it's a case of activating the plans they've already put in place, isn't it, really? So... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, Greg, Greg will have lists for all positions, uh, yeah. and there'll be there'll be targets one, two, and three yeah. in all. It, it's quite... know, that's, that's basic football squad planning. You know. it, it's quite exciting to think about the, the standard of loan player he's going to be able to get in as well, isn't it? Yeah, so, because yeah, you cause... think how good he used the player used to get for his back yeah. in his manager days. It's between the pair of them, Simo and Greg Abbott have a hell of a lot of contacts. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny when I look back and I look back at a few things comments when he was appointed. There's a few people suggesting, oh, the only reason he got some certain players was Graham Kavanaugh being in there. I, I think I think people underestimate how well known Greg is throughout the game and how. You know, yeah. good a contact base he's built up in his time. 
But um, but yeah. So as you said, there basically, Sim, I did speak to a couple of players on the on the Monday. I think after the day after the actual uh, final, and uh, as you said, amazing scenes of the players out uh, having the curry and uh, and walk about uh, enjoying themselves. I've seen a few photos from people who were there, and um, uh, big big shout to them for nipping outside to see a bunch brilliant. of younger fans who yeah. obviously couldn't just walk in a boozer with bounces on, and you know the players had them on the shoulders dancing with them for a couple of minutes, and you know. Yeah. It's, that, that's that's a lot of young kids attached to the club permanently now. Exactly, exactly that. Right, well, let's go for the retain list then, Dan. Uh, first up, I mean, let's let's just cover the ones who are contracted for next season. So, as we know, Jack Armour, Ryan Edmondson, Jack Ellis, Joe Garner, Callum Guy, Jaden Harris, Thomas Hurley, Paul Huntington and Owen Moxon, they were already contracted to next season. It's not a bad set of players, is it, really, when you look at it? No, there? no. Um, I, think, I think the only one there that raises the question is probably Harris. And with him, I think it's going to be a case of people looking at it and think, I, don't, I think Simo would not have anticipated we would have, I'm not saying he wouldn't, we wouldn't have anticipated, but I think he his best his best hope for this season would be to get promoted. Of course it would. Yeah. I think that his realistic cap would have said, there's a decent chance actually we won't and we might be mid-table and Harris might get a few more opportunities. As it is, we've done so well. I don't think he's played since... Probably the Doncaster game on New Year's Day. He might have played a couple of games since then, but he's not really played much, has he? So his development's been stunted a little bit. And going up to League One, I'd imagine there's a decent chance we might look to loan him out to a League Two club next season just to get him some yeah. game time. He's got two more years left on his deal, so you want to yeah, develop yeah. him, don't you? Really? And c- certainly the first half of the season, you know, would be, uh, be an idea, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We, 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 just, we just need to get him a bit of game time. Um, now, the next bit up. Players with clauses activated for the 2023-2024 season. Gabe Breeze, we kind of expected that one was going to be triggered, didn't yeah. we? We felt, you know, he's been involved on, in training with the keepers on match days and in, stuff like that. In, interesting, though, that in his comments, I think Simor suggested we still want another keeper. And Ooh, you jump he would heads ex- there. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> he would expect Breeze would possibly be loaned early. Yeah, that, that that would suggest that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Max Kilsby is another one. I think we we, we 100% expected that one because yeah. he had a brilliant season at Allen, so that's really good to see. John Mellish, I mean, again, that was a given, wasn't it? I think basically yeah. it was said that he was going to be gonna done. Just give him a new five-year deal and be done with it. Oh, he loves it and he wants to stay. You know? I, 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 I imagine you probably find some point in pre-season or early in the season something will be sorted with him. Yeah. I'd be amazed if it wasn't. Now, the next two were a bit surprised because no one knew there was clauses. Uh, are options with these two players. And it sounds like, from what Simo said, this isn't a, an appearance-based thing. It, that, there may be like a bit of like, we're just not saying it's appearance-based, but he suggested it's a club option that was taken. Jordan Gibson and Corey Whelan. Mm. Corey Whelan especially is the one that surprised us because we, we thought, mm, probably likely to be released in the season. Jordan Gibson, I'm not quite surprised by because I think Simo recognises as a very good player now. We could, you know, he could well excel at League One level possibly. What was your thoughts when you heard those two there? Uh, I can see why with both, you know. Uh, there was talk that Whelan may have been appearance-based, yeah. even though it wasn't mentioned, because I'd, I think when it comes to appearances, they don't count trophy, but they count normal cups yeah. and league. And playing on Sunday was his 30th game of the season, apparently, which would sort of be about the figure you would expect on the trigger. Hmm. Uh, Gibson, again, you know, when he's in the mood and on form, he can be unplayable. He just needs to get the consistency. Uh, 
would it be a surprise if people came in for both of those players? Maybe not. You know, I mean, we yeah. know there was interest in Whelan in January from yeah. the team. Uh, my feeling with Whelan is that it's sometimes good when you're coming up to a new division, you just got promoted, you don't want to destabilise things too much. Having yeah. someone in there who's a reliable player, you know, you know you can drop in and will do a job in that role at the centre-back if needed, and he won't complain. He won't be sulking around the club if he's not involved, you know, if he's on the bench and having to wait his time. He'll be calm and he'll be collected, he'll be fine about that. Having someone in like that, I think is a real positive, actually. He's clearly a very good influence around the club as well. That's the impression you get from what, what we've seen. Uh, I I don't have an issue with that. I, th- I think it's... I didn't expect it. I'm unhappy about it, not in the slightest. I, th- I think, yep, that's fair enough. I, I think keeping together the 90% of that defence, I'm fine with next season. Because they've, they've had a really good season when you think back yeah. about it, don't you? So keeping that solid to start with. Simmer did similar when we got promoted from League 2 last time, didn't we? Didn't he? There wasn't major changes in defence. That sort of came a little bit later, didn't it, really? There, there was tweaks done yeah. to me in the following seasons. So yeah, I don't have an issue with that. In terms of Gibson, it's interesting because... Uh, I did a bit for the Not The Top 20 uh, podcast um, for their uh, Substack. So it's like a sort of blog uh, page they've got. Um, they did a review of each club and how their season's gone in League 2. And they asked me to do the Carlisle section. Um, and I noted that the guy who did the Colchester one, because one of the questions was, who's the best opposition player you've seen at your ground? And Owen Moxon obviously gets mentioned a lot. Luke Bolton at, at Salford is the one we picked for us, and he actually gets mentioned a lot. For Colchester, the guy there mentioned Jordan Gibson. And he said, you know, I appreciate he's been in and out of Carlisle's team all season, but he said he was excellent that day. Like, he so, so good for them. If we can really rediscover that form he had in that first half of the season, I, f- I think he could really excel at League One level. Yeah. Uh, like I say, just the tools are there. It's just making sure he's fully trained on them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely definitely ability there. So let, let let's hope we can get the better best out of him next season. Um, so in terms of players offered new deals, four players have been offered a new contract. Out of those out of contract, they are Taylor Charters again. Not not a huge surprise about that one. Christian Dennis, which you know maybe a little bit of a surprise for some people. That one, you know, there was a feeling what would he be ready to step up at his age to to League One possibly. Uh, Morgan Feeney again no surprise there and Amari Patrick was the one I have to admit I'm not actually that surprised that all four have been offered deals I feel it kind of makes sense to do that really but any any thoughts for yourself Dan? I think Charters is a no-brainer and I'd be very surprised if he didn't sign yeah uh, Feeney there'll be interest in Feeney 100% but, but we know people who've chatted to people who know him in recent weeks and he loves it here. So yeah. I think I think Feeney will stay. Dennis, I know for a fact, is looking for a two-year deal. Given the fact he's just scored 21 goals at 33 years old, I can fully understand that. I understand he's been offered one year. Uh I don't know if there'll be a bit of to and fro and we'll maybe offer one with a trigger for the second year. Mm-hmm. If we don't and he can get similar money on a two-year elsewhere, he may move on. Uh, I'll be interested to see how that pans out. Patrick's the interesting one because 
is one of the most infuriating players we've had in a long time. Oh. When he's on fire, he is on fire. When he's not, he's not. You know, there's, he, he's, he's had a disrupted season, though, hasn't he? He's had a very yeah, disrupted he season. He didn't, his preseason was completely disrupted, which really didn't help things. Then getting that injury against Hartlepool after he'd scored two goals in that game as well was was so frustrating too. It wouldn't surprise me if there was teams interested in Patrick. Oh, yeah. And scoring at Wembley will do him no harm at all. No. I think of the four, I think Charters and Feeney stay, and I'd say the other two are 50-50. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. And like I said, I think Charters stays, which is fantastic, because I think, I think he recognises he's a chance, he has a chance to potentially step up and take Moxon's mantle if he, if he was to leave and make a big move in the summer. Feeney... He's club captain. He's well liked here. He's got himself to League One with us. I'm sure he'll want to have a go at that. Like I said, with Dennis, I, I, it's one of those ones. I don't think there'd be any hard feelings if he decided to go either way, would there? I think he'd recognise the club has to make a decision there. They've offered him something. I'd imagine that he's probably getting better money than he, than he's currently on. But the one year, the security, isn't it? You want the two years, don't you, as a, as a professional? Yeah. So, um, like, like I've said previously, I, I know people who know Christian Dennis yeah. and. He's a very, he's a very switched-on fella when yeah. it comes to his contract and money, etc. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if he moves on, I think everyone just shake hands and say thank you very much. You've been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. All the best. And we don't blame you for going and trying to get and the best possible remember, deal. At your remember age. who? Remember who blew the trumpet for him in pre-season last season and told you oh, all? Oh, come on! He would you, deliver. You're jumping ahead again for the uh, our, our pre-season make, uh, prediction make reviews. A few points. Yes, you are. Ha ha ha! To those who wanted to sell him in July. <laughs> oh, it's mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad. Um, Amari Patrick, again, like I said, I, the understanding I have is that the money he's on is not far off what he was on at Burton. So, League One money. And that's I where. Think, I think we basically took his contract over, didn't we, when he came yeah, back? Yeah. And I think there's a feeling of like, okay, you've done well in that when you initially came back. You haven't probably I, I done think, as well this I season. I think also, we, we look from the players that are staying that as all we're going to continue with 5-3-2. Yeah, but I'm sure there'll always be the option to potentially switch and change. You know, oh, oh done yeah, that yeah, yeah. But if it's going to be our main outlet, 5-3-2, yeah. that doesn't lend itself to Patrick as much as a 4-3-3 no, would. No. I, hope he, I do hope he stays there because I feel like he could really excel at League One level. I think there's... I don't think Burton ever really got the best out of him, but I think at a club where he's fairly well liked, I know there's a, some fans find him frustrating, but I think I think he could do well for us. But there you go. Right, release list time. It's, uh, we, oh, sorry, I should say Kai Nugent has obviously graduated as a scholar, so he'll be yeah, added to yeah. the squad as well. Um, we, we we think he will likely go out on loan. You would think yeah. to get some games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, right, players released. So I, I'm going to pick out some of the sort of fringe ones first. Who? You know, they're not the main ones and we kind of anticipate. So Lewis Bell, um, Sam Fishburne, Josh Dixon and Scott Simons have all gone. Um, I, I I feel a bit for all four of them, really, in a sense. I mean, with Sam Fishburne, so frustrating that he never kicked on for that loan at Lancaster City. And it's one of those ones where you look back and think, oh, should we just left him there? I know we were a bit desperate at the time, but he was, he wasn't used that much when he came back. He was used a bit, but... It felt like a, a terrible use of our resources, really, to bring him back from a loan spell where he was learning, clearly. Yeah. It feels like it went to his head a little bit as well, being called back and, you know, getting his pro deal and all that stuff. And I don't think he handled it as well as I think he could have done. I still think there's a good player there. I think there's a good player there. And I think if he, if he can... He certainly got down, a nice card, didn't 
he did as we see on his uh, Instagram story all the time. But hey, look, I, I hope the lad sorts himself out and gets gets himself sorted because I think there is a good player in there. Yeah. Um, in terms of Lewis Bell, again, one who was so looking looked like he was breaking and looking decent, and then that COVID hit him really hard, didn't he? And he never really recovered from that. Um, I'd imagine he's one who might end up somewhere like Workington. Maybe I think it'd be a good move for him, possibly a decent, like, maybe even on an athletic. Actually, if you could get a move there, possibly because he, by all accounts, did quite well at Gretna in a struggling team. You know, low and league level. So, I know it's a couple of divisions up, but I was going to say, I wonder if Annan getting promoted would maybe not be ideal. Possibly, maybe Workington might be a better option for him. But I think either club's a decent, decent move for him if he can get either, tied down at either of those two. Um, Scott Simons again, another one who's been so unlucky of injuries, hasn't he? I think it's. The, I think I get the impression there because obviously we know he did a bit of training with the England youth setup, didn't he, for a short while. I get the impression with him, it's him as just looked and thought, Gabe Breeze has been available all season. He's trained, he's been able to develop. It's not fair almost to keep Scott on as a fourth choice keeper if his path's blocked really and he's not really going to have a chance to develop. It's much better for him to go out and play football, isn't it, really? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's a problem with a lot of the young ones is getting them game time and, you know I mean, Holdsworth blew the trumpet again on Breeze and yeah. Simons, and the problem is when you have two the same age. Yeah, you, you can't develop both of them. Sadly, you know. No, no really. And I think I think they've looked at them both over this season because they'll have been cheaper this season. Yeah. And uh, all you know, I think Simon will have a decent career. You know, I mean, yeah, he, he could end up at a, I don't know a Gateshead or something. Yeah. You know, well, the, the crack I've heard is a Workington. Potentially looking to get another keeper this summer because it sounds like there's been a bit of interest in Jim Atkinson, who's done really, really yeah, well there. Yeah. He's really he was a queen of the south, wasn't he? He's very well thought of, Jim Atkinson. So if yeah. he manages to get himself a move, it actually might not be a bad place for for him to go. You know, fairly decent non-league level, show what he can do. Because um, you, you do find keepers get picked up from non-league, don't they? You know, you've, you've seen yeah, it on yeah. there, so it's, it's not a bad place to be. Um, yeah. So bad luck. Finally, of the young lads, got to mention Josh Dixon. I mean, if ever a lad has been unlucky, yeah, he's he's the epitome of it, isn't he? I, really? I think it was twice on one knee and once on the other. You know, he's, he's, it, it, he's, what sums it up is he he made his debut for us in that preseason friendly. Jared Branfleet played in as well, didn't he? Against Hibbs, yeah, yeah. And he was man of the match, Dixon, that day, wasn't he? He was outstanding. Mm. He ran the show, and everyone, I remember everybody afterwards raving, saying, "Who's this lad we've got? He looks amazing. Yeah. He looks unreal." I didn't go to, it, but I remember listening to the radio commentary and. They just kept saying, like, he, he's so comfortable comfortable on the ball, so confident. Next day, he signs his pro deal one year early, doesn't he? In fact, uh, no, sorry, he'd already signed a pro deal, hadn't he? He had a one-year deal. And I think he signed a, a, a one-year extension the next day and then promptly went and did his ACL again, having done it as a youth player yeah. as well. Yeah. I just And then to then get back, do all right, show a few good signs, and then to do it again. Yeah, I think it was against Huddersfield in that reserve cup, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? And everyone was just like, oh, no, not again. Yeah, Surely yeah. not. It's just, I just, I really hope you can find a club where he's going to play regularly yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. show what he's capable of. Again, I know he had a loan spell then. It didn't go that well last time. I, I would like to see him go somewhere like Annan, you know. Annan would not be a bad one. I, I, I wonder if Workington would be a good move for him with Danny Workington, Granger in charge. possibly, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. If I remember rightly, when he went to Workington last time, it was Chris Willock was the manager, wasn't he, I think? Yeah. Last yeah. season. He, he was Lancashire, wasn't he? Yeah, sure. I, I, I get the feeling Granger, having seen him as a player, obviously, as well, 
coming up through the youth setup, he'd look after him, and I think he'd I think it'd be a smart move for him to go there, possibly, and just build himself up a little bit again. Yeah. Um, at a decent level. So, genuinely, like, we wish them all, all four of the young lads the best, but, like, particularly got to mention Josh and really hope he sorts out the injury issues he's got. Um, other players to pick out, right. Uh, Brennan Dickinson, I just, I just, he, he, he's had some bad luck as well, to be fair, since he signed for us. Yeah. yeah. As we'll, we'll find out in some of our predictions in a minute how well we thought of him. But, um, yeah, uh, just just for shame for him. But I think he, I think he'll have seen this coming, won't he? There's only so many times you can give a player yeah. another chance yeah. and stuff. And yeah. look, I think he'll sort himself over a League Two club. No bother. I, I think there'll be enough yeah. clubs to buy. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up back at Colchester or something like that. To be honest, would make sense. Um, who else? Who else we got here? Um, Mick Kelly. Got to give a little mention to him. Like being a backup keeper is not the easiest job in the world, is it? Not. Especially when you know you're probably likely to be number two most of the season. To be there, patient and waiting, know that the player ahead of you is comfortably ahead of you, if you've been brutally honest. You know, he's, he's the yeah. obvious first choice. One one takeaway from Wembley, yeah. when Hawley saved that penalty, yeah. Mick Kelly was like Usain Bolt to get all the <laughs> he was, to celebrate. He? He and was that right shows what a, blo- what a sound bloke. He, he's obviously a proper good bloke and yeah. he's... He's just unlucky that, you know, holy 20 clean sheets, you know, yeah. bad a couple of mistakes, had a bloody good season. So, yeah. yeah. You know. So, no, no, fair play, laddie. He seems to be in a really good character in the dressing room. There's only so long he can carry that if you're going up to League One. Is, you know, you probably need a slightly better goalkeeper to push Holy a bit further and potentially push on Gabe Breeze as well. But you only have to look at, you know, when he when he, he posted up his things about winning and how happy he seems to be. Even, you know, he's not played a single league game all season, but he looks so chuffed to be part of it. And you see Holy's comments on his post, you know, saying, you know, my brother, that kind of thing, you know, how much he loves him. And, you know, I'd, look, he's probably likely to end up back in Ireland, you'd imagine now maybe. But, you know, he, he, what a great experience for him getting to go to he, Wembley. He's, had a, great, he's had a great year, hasn't he? You yeah. know, he's, uh... Except for the fireworks at Barrow, but, you know, I'm sure he, he will. I'm sure yeah. he'll be happy to never go there again, but then again, who wouldn't be happy to do that? Um, yeah. Oh, that's a bit naughty, that wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so, fair play, lad. Uh, good, good luck to him for the rest of the future. Um, we've got three more left to cover here, so, I mean, let's... Let, let's, let's cover... Probably the most contentious, the only real contentious one out of the ones who released, I think. It's fair to say. And even then, I'm not sure how contentious it is. And I think there's a bit of recency bias in this. Joel Senior. So he's been let go. Arguably one of our best players in the playoffs. In the final, quite a few people gave him man of the match. Um, He's been allowed to leave. I, I, you know what? I think this is a sign of Simo's capability of being just being brutal and just being no take the emotion out of it and go you know what i'm not gonna just focus on those three games i'm gonna look yeah. at the fact that i only picked him once in two months at the end of the season i was using yeah. center backs at right wing backs so actually no good luck to you and you you know i'm sure he'll sort himself out of a good i think he will he'll walk into a club uh you could see him landing at a markham and accrington a barrow no problem at all yeah. he's He's a solid League Two defender yeah. or top end of National yeah. League. Even like a, I was going to say, sorry, even, even like Tramir Rovers potentially, you know, a crew, if they, crew or someone, yeah, you know, if they lose Dakaris Cockley, and actually Crew are looking for a right back because they let Mello mm. go, didn't they? So 
That might be a Stop good move. Stop jumping ahead. Sorry, I, well, you did it before. So. I, I didn't do it as blatant as that, though. I know, I know. I'm sorry about Shocking. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, but seriously. Spent, like, all, spent all week building a list up. Yeah. I go spoil it. <laughs> um, there's a little teaser for you anyway. But no, like like I said, like, I, I think you'll sort himself out of a move, no bother. And, and then, would you do you agree with the decision, though, Dan? Do you think he's done the right thing there, Savo? Being brutally harsh, yes. Yeah. And I'd, I'd mean that with no disrespect at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm one of those who thinks you've got to be harsh in football. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Simo's job is to get us as high as he possibly can. Yeah. And he obviously thinks he will have better available. For me... The way I look at it is, I think there's a half decent chance you can get Finn back on loan again next season because we've looked at him well and Forrest seem to be impressed with that. But even on top, even without that, I think when I've watched Jack Ellis play in that role, he's looked solid, consistent. I can't remember him having a duff game playing no. right wing back. Senior has had a few. That's undeniable. He's had some great yeah. games there as well, but he's also had a few where he's looked a little bit shaky. I think he needs to go... I think it's good for his career as well, actually. He needs to go somewhere he's going to play week in, week out, not be just sat on the bench waiting for that opportunity at this age. Having come back from an injury like that, he needs to be playing more often. So I think it's all round. He he probably doesn't think that right now because he thinks I'm part of a team that got promoted. I play my part. And I understand that. But I think think long-term he'll look at it and go, actually, this might be the best thing that happens to me to get playing regularly. So... Yeah, all the best, Joel. We genuinely wish him all the best because we all wanted him to be a big success. We were all excited when he first broke in, when he first signed, and then he got that horrible injury. But um, but yeah, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll kick on. Um, so we're down to the last two, Dan. Uh, we'll leave the most emotional one to last. Uh, first up, Toby Show Silver. I think we all kind of expected this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah tough um, season. I've, I've had a couple of dealings with Toby over the season through Kiosk and... You could not meet a nicer bloke. Genuinely, probably one of the nicest blokes in football. Uh, mm. Lovely fella. Addicted to chicken wings. But mm. that's uh, the South London in him, which we had a bit of a joke about. He he will get a club, no problem at all, on yeah. the M25 roundabout, as I call it. You know, there's, yeah. there's a host of clubs that area. In fact, Boreham would have already been linked with him. Yeah. I hope he goes to a better club than Bournemouth because yeah. Bournemouth are uh, assholes. But yeah, you know, absolutely. I did hope he finds somewhere better. Yeah, no, I, I, I genuinely such a nice bloke from all the dealings we've we've heard of, of him. You've had much closer dealings with him than I have, and but he's he's just seems so lovely. He's done so much good work in the community. He seems to have bought. Yeah. You know, it, it's easy for a player to move up from down south and and just not get involved, isn't it? Really, and just you know take a back seat and, and not do anything. But actually. He's been fantastic. He's, he's he's everything you want from a player, you know, getting involved in the community. You know, he got involved in his church locally and stuff like that, which is great to which see. Is a big, which is a big part of his life, you know, his, his yeah. faith and that, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, that's, his, that's his thing. And he, uh, he actually got some sort of PFA recognition for community work, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And we haven't really had players that have had that in the past really as much, so it's really it nice would, to see. It, it wouldn't surprise me if further down the line he'd be an ideal player to do stuff for the PFA as his employment once his career yeah. finishes, like a, almost like a PFA chairman or something like that, you know, because that's Omar yeah. Beckles. Or, 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 or certainly well. some sort of you know 
community rep type thing or something. Yeah. 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 He's a really good bloke. And we're going to try and see if we can maybe grab a chat with him or something in the summer just to talk about his career and stuff like that. Yeah, his, yeah. his time with the Blues. I mean, look, you think back last season, some of the moments he gave us helped keep us up when you think about it. You know, the goal against yeah, Rochdale when he definitely. held off the lad and got through. That game against Northampton, he was unplayable for that last half an hour. They just didn't know what to do with him. The goal against Tramir late on, even the goal against Colchester before Simo came in, you know, so... He's shipped in his part. And even this season, he's had those odd games where he's come in and done well. And you think of that Tranmere FA Cup game where he, he clearly was not fit enough to be starting games. But he said, no, I'll go and I'll do a job. And come the 60-minute mark, he could barely walk, couldn't he? And that just shows his commitment dedication. So huge thanks to Toby. And like you said, I'm, you know, he might even well, well find himself at a club lower down in League 2, possibly, you know, a club that thinks actually he's someone who can make an impact for us from the bench at least yeah. and stuff like that. So, Would it be the biggest surprise if he returned to Sutton, no? Uh, possibly, I think. I feel like he could... Mind you, they've lost a few players. They've lost Omar yeah, uh, yeah. Bugle, haven't they, to Wimbledon recently. So maybe yeah. they might be looking at him and thinking, actually, you know, he's learnt a bit of Carlisle. He might be a better player. Um, yeah, so all the best to Toby. Um, finally, we've got to the last one now. Oh, Jamie Devitt. We all knew it was coming. We all knew it was happening. I'm sure he knew it was happening. I'm sure, you know, it, it's no surprise to anyone. It's just, it's gutting. It's had to end the way it has in the sense of his injuries. And we all knew the risk of him coming back and then staying again this summer. But I'm so glad he got that promotion at the end of it. And he's played his part this season. You know, he's come on in games and made impacts and and, and, and been a part of the squad, hasn't he? It's just, like I said, it... You do wonder what's next for him in terms of his career if he can keep on playing because he's going to be out till August now. He's not going to have a pre-season. It's going to be very yeah. tough for him to come back. But what an impact he's had in terms of the club, hasn't he, for, for a player to come in and who's really bought into what it's been, what it's like to be a part of Cal United. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think, you know, from his, his statement on Twitter and what Simo's said, It'll be zero surprise if he returns in some sort of coaching capacity, maybe in the future. Yeah, it it, it might not be immediate. Obviously, his his first concern is to get to full fitness. Whether yeah. he wants to continue playing, that's a discussion he'll have with his family. He could certainly do a job at some of the northern non-league teams that have a bit of money. You know, it'd yeah. be maybe great for a year or two, but. Uh, the way he is with some of the younger players is something a lot of folk have picked up on and yeah. you know, in time it wouldn't be a surprise if he uh, if he returned. I mean you, you look at the statement he put out, like he's mentioned pretty much every everybody, hasn't he really? He, he, he didn't I don't think he left anyone out in the end. No, he's no. mentioned every single you know, from the media team to the you know, the ladies manager and like the cleaners and kit ladies and hospitality and you know, all kinds, even going like down to the all, every single one of the coaches and yeah. like his teammates and the fans as well. The you know the way he talks about them and he talks about himself as being like a Carlisle fan now as well, which is you know a lovely thing to see. And I thought there was a really lovely bit at the very start. Did you see what he said? You know, he, he said it, it has been one hell of a journey for you, Cumbrians, and it will stay with me forever. From getting a standing ovation as an opposition player to walking out that blue shirt, I never would have imagined the friends I would have made over that time. That bit about the standing ovation, I remember that. That was when he played for Morecambe, wasn't it? And he absolutely ran the show that afternoon. I think they beat his 3-2, was it, I think? Possibly yeah. Brunner Park. And he was out. Him and Sean Miller, but him particularly, were outstanding that day, weren't they? 
And he yeah. got he got a proper standing ovation when he came out. And that doesn't happen very often at Burton Park for an opposition player. No, no. But when we see a really good player, we respect it, don't we? And and that you know, it just goes to show sometimes buttering up opposition players does help, doesn't it? <laughs> because that clearly had an impact on him in terms of wanting to come here. But yeah, it's out I mean he ends obviously saying, you know, I will forever be a car fan and hopefully one day can return to your amazing club in some capacity. I think it's just a matter of time with that, I'd imagine. It's it like, wine, isn't it? Yeah, Simo recognises the leadership skills he's got and what he's impacted he had. And actually, the thing that stands out when you look at his posts on Instagram and on Twitter is how many replies he's had from pretty much every single player in the squad. I mean, I'm just looking here. Yeah, Morgan yeah. Feeney, Dev, you're one of the very best, mate. You've helped me so much and I'll be forever grateful. Pleasure to share dressing room and pitch with you, legend. You know, even like Killsby saying, legend Devitt treating me like treating me like a son, even though like, you know, Killsby's out alone all season. And he feels that, you know, how much he's done for him and it's just a really, really lovely thing to see. And yeah, gutted for the lad. But you know what? It's the next step in his career, whatever happens next. So all the best to Jamie. Um, uh, and that's it, isn't it? I think I've covered them all. Although obviously the obvious one that lone players have returned to their clubs. And obviously yeah. there's a question there. I, I, I would not be surprised if we go for Alfie McCallum in the summer to sign potentially no, permanently. No. I, I wonder about Jack Robinson now with Killsby pushing through. I do wonder if maybe we might go a little bit colder on that. But again... It was lovely seeing how much he's bought into being part of the club. Um, yeah. I think Kamani Gordon goes somewhere else, I think. I, I like think he... he goes championship yeah. because he he was on the fringes of the Palace yeah. first-team squad and he got an injury. Uh, that's yeah. why they were happy to loan out to us at lo- a yeah. much lower level. Yeah, I mean, they've got uh, Raksai, who's been at Charlton yeah. in League One, who's absolutely tall League One apart and I think both players are... Raksai is maybe just slightly ahead of Gordon, yeah. but I yeah. think Gordon will go championship or high-end League One to yeah. get to yeah. get games. Yeah, and we've covered uh, Bar- uh, back already. Uh, and Ben Barkley, 50-50 or whether he comes firmly, I don't know. I don't think he stays at Stockport next season, whatever happens. I think he's gone from no, there. No, no. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, thanks to all the players involved in the season. It's been brilliant. Uh, and yeah, so right, next in the news, Dan, uh, Umbro, new kit supplier. Mm. Yeah. Big one this one, isn't I've, it? I've known about this for a while. Uh, <laughs> obviously, had to keep quiet about it. Uh, yeah, uh, initial reaction seems pretty positive on social media. Uh, the big question is, what kit are we going to get off them? Well, it sounds the, like... The, 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 I, the I've club heard... have already said it's a proper blue at the forum. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all I wanted to hear. Um, but it's interesting in saying that they're going to be supplying with bespoke match kits. So it sounds like we're getting actually our own design, which is nice to see. Mm. Um, as well as training, leisure wear, and replica merchandise. So are we going to see a replica version of the uh, 1980s uh, pinstripe kits? I, I want it as our kit full stuff. It'd be lovely to have that one, but I don't imagine Whatever. that's probably going to be it for this season. But yeah, so it sounds like a multi-year deal as well. So it's like, I mean, the fact that it's multi-year sounds like we're getting a good deal at least anyway, which is really positive to see. Uh, so that's going to be launched at the uh, uh, fixture breakfast that they have with all the business partners and sponsors on uh, Thursday, the 22nd of June. And then it'll be on sale to season ticket holders that evening, 4pm to 8pm before going on general sale from the next day onwards. But yeah, exciting, isn't it? You know, new kits and stuff like that. I'm just glad to see the back of a rear. Cannot stand a rear. Never have been able to. So yeah, glad to get rid of them. Uh, right, that's it for the first half then, Dan. We'll take a short break and then we'll be back to uh, look at our predictions from the start of the season and do our end of season awards. 
Hi, I'm Owen Moxon, and you're listening to The Brunton Bugle. Okay, we're into the second half of the last episode of the season, boohoo. Um, right, let's get into this then, Dan. So, what are we going to do next? We're going to do our end of season awards. Right, so um, we are doing our uh, basically hosts' end of season awards rather than a listener's one. The listener one, there'll be a poll for that, which will be uh, coming up on uh, social media the next day or two, hopefully. Um, but basically, we're, we're going to go through and we're going to cover a few different topics here um, and we're going to give our choices. Mike has sent us in some audio clips of his choices. Me and Dan are going to make our choices, then me and Dan are going to decide between them. If Mike's, you know, wants to go and work for the day, how dare he? Um, then, you know, he doesn't get any final decision on the matter. We will take into account what he says a little bit, but uh, we'll have to see how it goes. So, um, so we, what? how do you want to start? Should we start with the big one, Dan? Should we start with our play of the season or should we leave that to last? Feels like we should do no, that last, no, doesn't it? No, no, straight in, no message. Straight in, right. Play of the season. I'll, I'll, what I'll do, I'll play Mike's clips first so we know and then we can sort of discuss. So this is what Mike had to say in terms of player of the season for the season. So for player of the season, I've got to go with Owen Moxon. You know, his first season in professional football, what an impact he's had. I really hope we can keep hold of him in the summer because I actually think that he'd be, he'd be even better in League One. Yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. Owen Moxon. Not a massive surprise at Mike's choice there, is it really, Dan? What are you no. going to go for? Snap. <laughs> oh, I was hoping we'd have a bit of a variety here from everybody else's choices. So you're going to Owen Moxon. Like, like, like I said uh, last episode, when a player scores so highly, in all the key performance indicators, yeah. it's, it's inevitable, isn't it? Well, I'm going to say John Mellish, just because why not, you know, just to mix it up a little bit. I, I just I just think... I it's a Mox... standard answer, though, isn't it? It is, it is. I love the big it's one. Like, it's, like, it's like when we do predictions. I always say Dennis and you always yeah. say Mellish. Exactly. Um, I, I, just, I just feel when he's been out of the team, we've looked a lot weaker. The problem is we haven't really had Moxon out of the team much at all. This yeah. season, so we haven't really got a comparable answer in terms of that, if you know what I mean. So for me, when melissa has been out, we've looked poorer. With the exception of the playoffs, we actually did pretty well. We did well actually without him, to be fair, in those games. We we, we adapted. But then I kind of feel like if we'd had him in those games, we probably would have beaten Bradford more comfortably. But um but yeah, I I just feel like the impact he has on the team, the way he lifts the team, the way our play relies so heavily on him and his attacking instincts as well as his defensive how much he's improved as a defensive player in the last 12 months is out, like, off the scale, isn't it, when you think back to where he was. He was decent under Simo as a defender in the first, uh, at the end of last season, but he's really lifted it to a new level. I think I think he looked, he looks like he's he's capable of reigning in, if you know what I mean, Dan, when he needs to. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he, he does, he's, just, he's not always exuberant going forward attacking. He knows when he has to sit back and, and do his job. Like, again, at Wembley, he was on a booking, and he didn't take any risks. He kept it sensible. He behaved himself. And, I, you know, the Sulfur game's the exception, but, you know, it was stupid record that one. Anyway, but there you go. Uh, but, yeah, you two have gone Moxon. I'm not going to disagree with that, to be fair. So, Owen Moxon, shock horror, is our player of the season. So, uh, well done to uh, Owen. Yeah, that's a round of applause. Right, Dan, you're I'm not playing that every single time because it's going to get irritating. No, but that's just incredibly annoying in your ears. It's so loud, isn't it? I, need, I really yeah. need to actually adjust the audio file for that. But there you go. So that that's our, our player of the season, Owen Moxon. Right, what's up next? Uh, I've lost the list now. Um, 
most improved player. Right. Um, actually, do you want to go first on this one, Dan? Who are you going for, your most improved player? I'm going to say Christian Dennis. And the oh. basis being, he, I thought he was all right last season, mm. but he had a couple of niggles. He wasn't 100% fit. And as I've already said, I told you all he would do well. And he scored 21 goals. Yeah. When, yes. when, when some fans would have been happy to see him move on. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, yes, right, I'm going to play Mike's first before I do mine. For most improved player, it seems a little bit harsh saying Taylor Charters because it implies that he maybe wasn't very good last year. I've always rated Taylor, but for me, this season, he's become a man and he's really grown into the team and he's been keeping other sort of key players out the team at different points in the season. He's played multiple different positions He's shown a lot of confidence on the pitch. Yeah, it's got to be Taylor Charters. That's a fairly decent shot, actually, I'd say there for Mike. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that one. Oh, this means I've, I've got a casting vote. Or I'm going to throw a span in the works and throw someone else in. See, with this, I, I was... I mean, Jack Armour's a decent shot in terms of the most improved. I mean, even Callum Guy, you know, from where he was for a lot of last season, he's lifted his levels up a lot more. I'm going to go with Mike's choice. Though. I'm going to go with Taylor Charles as well, actually. I genuinely think to go from where he was, you know, he'd done well in his loan spell at Gated, but there was a kind of feeling like, okay, he might have to be patient. He might even have to go on another loan, potentially to see how he develops. But then coming the team, and actually he was keeping Gibson out for a while. You know, he was, he was keeping other players out. He, you know, when he's been fit, he'd look like a League Two player. You know, and previously he's had those little flashes and spells where he'd look good, but... At this point, you start to look really good. So, sadly, Dan, you've been outvoted on that one, unfortunately. So, um, it's going to be Taylor Charles. So, well done, Taylor Charles, our most improved player of the season. Right, up next is the... Uh, oh, God, I lost my list again. I'm not really good at this. Young player of the season. Now, for this, to be classed as a young player, you have to be 23 or under on the 31st of July last year. So, I think I picked out the ones who were eligible for this, Dan, didn't I? Yeah. And um, it's basically back charters, Armour, Edmondson Senior, Feeney, and Jack Ellis of the ones who realistically played enough games to be considered. So who are you going to go for as a young player this season? Jack Armour, all day long. You know what? I 100% agree with you. I think he's been uh, he's, he's been solid 7 out of 10 all season. Never Can't really think of a bad game. He yeah. had... He had good games. He had very good games. He had okay games. He didn't really have many bad he's games. He's not a stinker you know, at all. And he's just his delivery has improved. He gets up and down, up and down. You, you forget he's only just turned twenty-two. He's a perfect bad. advert for getting out and playing real football. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And just... the fact that he signed a three-year deal speaks volumes. Yeah, and uh, just to comp- say, sake of completion, here's what uh, Mike said. For young player of the season, I've got to go with Morgan Feeney. I mean, it is mad that he fits the criteria, really. He seems like such a more mature footballer than his age maybe suggests. Um, Just a real good professional, a real leader, um, and a fantastic captain for us. Oh, so he went Morgan Feeney, interesting. I mean, I, I, I can get that, to be fair, you know, because he does, he does fit the criteria that I set out, which I probably should have set a little bit lower, but there you go. Um, yeah, no, 
But unfortunately, Mike, uh, you're outvoted on that one. Jack Armour is our young player of the season. News flash, news Go flash, on. news flash. Season ticket information has just been released. Oh, well, we will cover that in just a second then. We're going to yeah. get through these awards, but we'll cover that as a breaking news bit after we've covered this bit. Up next, goal of the season, Dan. I think we all know what this is going to be, don't we? Jack Armour, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'd say Jack Armour and we know this because we've actually listened to these before we recorded but just for the sake of completion Goal of the season for me it's got to be Jack Armour at Swindon I mean what a strike he'll try that a hundred times and it'll maybe only come off once but I'm so glad that it did when he did it can't argue that really, can we? We've all gone for Jack Armour against Swindon. For, well done, Jack, your second award there. I've, I've got to say as well, actually, an honourable uh, shout to Taylor Charles' goal at Harrogate as well. Brilliant strike. And actually, Callum Guy, the amount of good goals he scored this season, but his goal against Bradford to hit that through that crowd of players that time. Brilliant stuff. So, But yeah, Jack Armour gets the award. Uh, up next, uh, team performance of the season. So the best performance by the whole team in a game this season. What are you going for here, Dan? Uh, Barrow at home. Ooh, good shout. That's a really good shout. See, this is what Mike had to say. Now, for team performance of the season, I'm maybe going to go a little bit against the grain here, but for me, it's the 3-0 win at home to Doncaster earlier on. I think it was the first team that we really battered this season, and I feel it gave the fans and the players a lift into believing that this season we could really do something. See, I get his point with that one, but my first thought is that Doncaster didn't really turn up that day and they were pretty poor. I thought we were very comfortable in that game. It's partly because we were good, but I wasn't sold on Doncaster. At that point, I thought, Doncaster aren't going to have a good season here. You could tell, couldn't you? Um, My own choice. I'm stuck on the fence between your choice, Dan, of the Barrow home game and the away game at Salford. I thought Salford... That's That's also a very good shout. Salford, I thought we were fantastic. Like we just tore them apart second half, and they're a very good team. We've seen that this season. Barrow, I, I, think, I think for me, Barrow gets it purely because it was home. Yeah. It was a so-called derby, and we just absolutely annihilated them. Yeah, we stepped up again, again in that and, game. And uh, Pete Wilde's salty tears afterwards with the icing on the cake. After you've sold it, you've, you've sold it to me, Dan. Barrow home is our team performance of the season, and I don't think most people would disagree with that, would they? But there you go. Uh, champagne moment, what are we going for? I think we all know what this is going to be, surely. Well, tell the Charters penalty, isn't it? Champagne moment has to be Taylor Charters penalty at Wembley. Need I say more? It's a hat trick. Taylor Charters penalty at Wembley. It's got to be, hasn't it, really? Little shout out to Holy of his penalty save as well, to be fair, involved in that, really. But yeah, that moment when he hit, when he put the ball to the back of it, just, just wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, and right, just to wrap up the last two, best opposition team and best opposition player. So, opposition team, best one? Uh, probably Orient. Yeah? Yeah, they were just so far ahead. Yeah, and that get that game against us, even though we could have won that game, they, they were so professional and so well drilled, weren't they? Um, right, here's what Mike said for that one. Best opposition team, I'm going to have to say Mansfield. I mean, they're the only team that absolutely battered us this season. Um, and it's mental that they didn't make the playoffs. Mm. Good shot, to be fair. Um, in terms of 
what I've seen. I mean, Stockport away, they were good. Were they that good? Probably not. Mansfield game, I wasn't that bad. I watched it on iFollow, and to be fair, yeah, they were excellent. Orient, Orient. To be fair, Salford at home, very good against us. But, but we, we hammered them away. That rules them out for me. Uh, I'm going to go with you then, Daniel. I think I'd agree on Orient. But I'd, I'd say it was very close. What Mike said with the Mansfield game, they were, they just blew us apart in that first half, didn't they? But then the away game, we probably should have won, shouldn't we? So, yeah. Well, we'll go, we'll go with Orient then. So, Orient are the best opposition team. Best opposition player. Here's what Mike said. Best opposition player, I'd probably say Carl Piagiani. Um We just really struggled to get any loose change out of him in our games against Stevenage. Yeah. I'd say Andy Cook. I'm just joking. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Four games, no goals. Um, it's a good shout, Pierre, Pierre Gianni, but at the same time... <sighs> you know what you're getting with him. He's no nonsense. He does the yeah. job. He's, he's excellent. He's he's a bloody good player. I'd, I'd, I'd say Luke Bolton. I, I said it in the top... the uh, Not the top 20 blog thing I did. Uh, Luke Bolton from Salford was... was I, I would say Pierre Gianni yeah. purely shades it because... He's more important to Stevenage. Yeah, yeah. I'll get. I'll, he, I'll, he, 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 their defense is built around him. Yeah, he commands yeah. that back five, five yeah. or six for them. You know, it's yeah. No, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you that. I'm, 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 I'm fine with that one. So I'll, I'll go with you too. So Pierre Gianni is our best opposition player this season, and uh, that's it. That's our end of season awards sorted. It's nice and quick and efficient there, wasn't it? Um, right. Uh, before we look at the season ticket thing. Shall we have a quick look back through um, our predictions from last season, Dan? I've went back and yeah. listened to the uh, to the episode and listened to the last ten minutes and went through our predictions for the season. Um, let's see if you can try and guess what you went with. Actually, as we go along with these. So, first up, who did you go for as champions? Who do you reckon? Oh, I can't remember now. I was going to listen to this uh, the other week, but Wembley got in the way as well. Mm. Just tell us Northampton Town. Both you and Mike went for Northampton Town. Yeah, yeah. I went for Stockport County. So actually, you two were a little bit better on that one. You were much closer, yeah. one place closer than, than than I was in terms of that. So fair play to you both for that. In terms of promoted, who did you go with alongside Northampton? Did I say Stockport or were they playoffs? Stockport were one of them. Yep, I went for yeah. Stock. Uh, Mike went for Stockport as well. You and Mike went for exactly the same actually on this. What was the other? Bradford City. Right but through. you did put a caveat to be fair, you did say wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. So you did give a caveat, but Mike just said stop on Bradford. I said Northampton. So and we, we me and Mike both got a promoted team and two playoff teams. Uh sorry, the other way around, a promoted team and two playoff teams, yeah. 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 Stockport and Bradford, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went for Northampton as one of the promoted, so I got it right, they were promoted and Mansfield Town and missed yeah. out on the playoffs altogether. Playoffs is an interesting one. Um, before we go any further, I, I, before I say yours, I've got, I've got to read out Mike's. Mike uh, done particularly well on this one. Being sarcastic there. He picked Mansfield, Swindon, Doncaster and Walsall. Didn't get a single one of them right <laughs> in terms of playoffs. What do you reckon you went for? You, Mansfield was one of yours, I should say, as well, actually. Did I say us? You said us, yep. Yeah. Mansfield, us. Orient. No, you didn't have any there. No. You had Stevenage. Don- no, Doncaster Rovers and Salford yeah. City. As you I said, what was in Salford? Yep, but no, wait to hear mine. My playoff ones. I'm I'm pretty pleased with this. I thought Leighton Orient would make the playoffs, so they did a bit better than I expected. 
My other three were Carlisle, Bradford and Salford. So, uh, yeah, three out of four is not a bad return, is it, really, to be fair? In terms of relegated, uh, Dan, uh, you and Mike went for exactly the same again and not great picks. You both got it wrong. In fact, all three of us got it wrong. Probably said Barrow, did I? Barrow, you both said Barrow, but you also both said Sutton United. Um, I went for Harrogate Town and Colchester. So I got closer, to be fair. I think both of them were right down near the bottom at the end. Just didn't anticipate just how shit Rochdale and Hartlepool would be, did we? Um, Dark Horse, we all went for the same one. And we're all bang on, to be fair, with this, I think. All three of us went for Stevenage. Yeah, yeah. But we also all did say us as well. We all said we might be the Dark yeah, Horse. Yeah, yeah. So again, all three of us got that really, really right. Um, unexpected Strugglers. Uh, Dan, you hedged your bets massively on this one. You said four different teams. Because <laughs> actually, let you in a little insight here, um, listeners. Uh, Dan had to nip off early to go to work while we were recording this episode. So you sent a load of voice notes that I dropped in later, didn't you? Yeah. So I had no control of what you were saying. So you said Sutton, we are unexpected strugglers, but you did say or Crew, Gillingham, or Wimbledon. You felt the teams that came down, most of them were going to struggle. And to be fair, the, well, the, none of the teams that came down really no. did much, did they? No, Doncaster. Yeah, Doncaster so in the I'm, playoffs, I'm, but I'm classing that as a struggle. Yeah, I went for Gillingham, which I I think is a fair shout based on the first half of the season. They struggled quite a bit. Yeah, they picked up after the takeover happened. That, but I, I'm 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 claiming that as a win. Mike went for Crawley or Salford. Completely wrong on Salford, but fair play, Crawley. That's a decent yeah. shout. I, I don't. I don't think anyone realised just what a cluster fuck yeah. Crawley would turn into. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, top scorer. Now, I listening back to this, I cocked up on editing the recording because I somehow cut out your top scorer for League Two. So it's a chance for you to just make it up here. You cannot say Andy Cook. I'm not having that at all. I, I didn't say Andy Cook. I'm. I'm pretty sure we were WhatsApping earlier. Yeah, that I said Christian Dennis would be up there. I'm, I'm positive I did. I, 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 I have a feeling you did as well. So I'll let, I'll let you have that one because I, I, I have this feeling in the back of my head. You were very, very positive on him. Uh, I went for Paddy Madden. Not the greatest shot in the world, but you know he got into double figures. I think so. He did okay. What do you reckon, Mike picked Dan? Ooh, not sure. Danny Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> Who I don't think actually has scored a goal for Northampton yet. So so there you yeah. go. Uh, manager sacked. Um, I'm going to zoom through these. Both you and Mike went for the same thing. Matt Gray at Sutton. The first manager sacked. So he's still in charge there. So that's clearly wrong. Yeah. Uh, I went for Alex Morris at Crew. I don't think he was first, but he was one of the first. Yeah. And I did give honourable mentions to Paul Hartley at Hartlepool and Wayne Brown at Colchester, who both went quite early as well. So I was, I was yeah, fairly yeah. right on that one. Uh, CUFC ones, let's zoom through these as well. Top scorer, Dan, you got it spot on, Christian Dennis. I went for Ryan Edmondson. Mike went for Amari Patrick, so neither was particularly right on that one. Uh, player of the year, you went for Morgan Feeney. Dan, not yeah. the worst shot in the world. Both me and Mike went in early. We both said Owen Moxon. So, yeah. you know, we were both, both good on that one. Most improved. We all three of us went for the same player. Who do you think we went for? I can't remember. He didn't actually play a single game across the season. Brendan Dickinson. <laughs> this was before he did his ACL, so let, I think yeah, we can be yeah. let off on that one. Yeah, we all all three of us thought that he did a, he'd do all right, but uh, there you go. Uh, and then in terms of where Carlisle would finish, 
Mike went for eighth or ninth place. What a proper downer, wasn't he? I said playoffs, didn't I? Both me, you, me and you said playoffs and win it. We both said that, to be fair. There we go. There we go. So, you know, there you go. Uh, I should give a shout out to someone who listened back to the, I think, the episode just before the start of the season, just before Dickinson got his uh, injury, where apparently I suggested that Jack Armour might have to go out on loan to get some game time this season. So, <laughs> I'll dig that yeah. clip out and I'll put, I will put it after the, uh, the outro <laughs> music today. Well, thank you very... I can't believe someone's gone back. That's clearly stuck in someone's head and thought, I'm going to remind you of that. Good. End of the season, absolute git. Yeah. There you go, uh, and that's it. yeah, that's our predictions. Looking back at them, so yeah, and I think I I think it's a not the worst we've had. I think it's much no, better than no. was the previous. I, season. I think I think I think I got five out of the top seven. I'll be yeah. in different places. Top scorer for Carlisle, and I said he'd do well in the league. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I got six of the top seven. The only one I got mm. wrong was Mansfield. Um, I yeah. think who I had in the top three. So Stevens yeah. you play Mansfield, but I thought Stevens would be a dark horse. So you know, it's not, not yeah, less surprise. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, Dan, uh, time to wrap up X Blues for the season, isn't it? Yeah, uh, as as we said earlier, we're literally going to cover a few players who've been released by their clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've only done the EFL teams, the seventy-two. We're yeah. not trawling Premier League academies or you know non-league start getting messy. We are aware of some transfers. Uh, if you folk send them to us, which is appreciated if we don't see them ourselves. Yeah. We'll do the first transfer update when we do sort of our mid-summer catch-up around the fixture release. We'll, uh, we'll rattle sort of May and June's transfers off. Yeah. But yeah, uh, released players. Only one in the championship. Wow. Gary Medin, Blackpool. Yeah, that's a curious one, that one, isn't it? But he has an ACL, so he's out till the yes. end of the year. I would it. think Blackpool will help his rehab. Yeah. It'd be bloody disgusting if and never, to be quite honest. I think they legally have to anyway, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I fully expect the rumours to begin come January <laughs> of this one. Him coming back training with us or something like that. That's what you can yeah. see happening, can't you, really? So, or I mean, you could see maybe Ghana move on after a year and Medin yeah. come in or, you know. Yeah, but, all, all possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, League One, we've got five players and some decent players here, actually. Uh, James Chester has left Derby. Yeah. Uh, Richard Keogh has left Ipswich. It didn't really feature much, but... no. I suspect yeah. he, I suspect he is winding down his career now, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really he's good for six, one. Yeah. Uh, Morkham, Cole Stockton, and Arthur Ganella. Well, left. they've had a they've Mark, had a massive clear out. I mean, they. I think they only kept out six players, didn't they? I think. Yeah. And they're still waiting on that. That that takeover that's happening there is dodgy as hell, isn't it? There's something odd going on. I there, I could see Morkham do a double bounce. Sadly, I, I think I agree with you. Really, I think there's, there's a I, less, I, the way they're they going get taken over quickly. I've yeah. certainly penciled them in as bottom half league two, and yeah. depending on who they sign, they could be in the bottom six mix. They're only saving grace uh, I can see is having Derek Adams as the manager. Yeah, yeah, but will he hang about forever if budgets aren't sorted and that? You know, no, you you, you do wonder actually how long how long yeah, his patience yeah. will last there. And uh, Jamie Proctor at Port Vale. Hmm. Hmm. Proctor's an adjusting one, isn't he? I don't... No, I wouldn't, to be fair. <laughs> I, w- I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be adjusted. I liked him when he was at us, yeah. and he was playing a bit injured. 
and he actually did a lot better than people give him credit for because mm. he only scored, I think it was four in 20 games, but he actually assisted several. I, or I, if he didn't assist, his nuisanceness helped the assist, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I just feel with him as well, for the money we were paying, we did not get value yeah. for money, unfortunately. Just not, the reality no. of it. No. Uh, into League Two, uh, Barrow, uh, Pat Bruff turned down the contract, so has been released. And yeah. Mark Ellis has, which is no surprise. Bruff has been rumoured of uh, Wrexham for several weeks. I've seen Bradford linked as well now. And I, I was going to say another B team, Bolton have been mentioned, yeah. and Bradford. Bolton, I don't know, Jack Idols there, although he's yeah. still recovering from injury, isn't he, I think, so. Yeah. Mm. But uh, and Mark Ellis, no surprise, he's been yeah. out on loan several times. He's yeah. one of those whose career's winding down. Uh, Bradford released Adam Clayton. Yeah, this is interesting. Really they only signed him in January, didn't they? Yeah. Another who I think career's starting to wind down. A uh, couple at crew, David Amu, and as we've already mentioned, Kelvin Miller. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Rochdale released Reese Bennett. Uh, how much football he actually played is. I don't think he played very much for them, did he? No, I'm just going to quick double check that while you're talking. Uh, five games. Wow. Yeah, good yeah. Saying that. <laughs> he, he wasn't in the squad for weeks. So. Yeah. Just, just uh, with him, he's made some poor decisions in his career, hasn't he, really, when you look back at yeah. it? Really has. Uh, one game wonder, Ashley Easton has left Salford. He was captain there. so mm, Big move, that. If we're getting rid of the captain and main defender, they're obviously going to go big for someone, you would think. You'd think, yeah. Uh, Sutton, not really an ex-Bloom or an ex-Trialist, but uh, he's been mentioned. Kwame Thomas was released. You take every he's opportunity to on... mention Kwame Thomas and Lauren Shanklin, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was, was Thomas not a Dundee, was it, on loan, which was a very yeah. strange... Well, the, yeah. Dundee have had, a, like, two or three players on loan from League Two. It's a really, really weird one. Although Gary yeah. Bowie was their manager, wasn't he, I suppose? That kind of makes sense. He's ref- he's managed at this level, hasn't he? So. Yeah. And Hayden White has left Walsall. Hmm. Hayden White's an interesting yes. one, isn't he? Um, he was playing a bit yeah, there. so th- there's actually only 15 of them. Wow. The, and... Likes of Andy Cook were out of contract, but he's been offered a new three well, year deal, etc. So. You know. Cook's yeah, already yeah. staying, so uh, I actually, I actually attempted to make a team from those released, didn't I? And yeah. forgetting the fact that there's no goalkeeper, <laughs> you, I came up with a back five of White, Keogh, Chester, Bennett, Bruff, which isn't a bad back line. No, it's not bad at all. Uh, a midfield of Amu, Clayton, and Ganoa. And a forward line of Medine and Stockton with Mella, Easton, Ellis, Proctor, and Thomas on the bench. So there's a little bit of fun from that. But yeah, that's uh, you, you would think there would be more, but no, there isn't. I think there's a few in the National League as well, obviously, but as yeah. I said, we're not there. There is one or two teams still haven't released officially anyway. Yeah. And we know and an athletic as well. Obviously, we know that there's two or three there. Yeah. I think Barnes yeah. and um, someone else currently it was. Uh, Ron Steele, who was That's the ex-YTS. Yeah. Yep, so then yeah. both left. So but, there you uh, go. Yeah, in terms yeah. of the EFL, not that much. No, no, certainly not. Mm. That's it then, done, isn't it? That's a, another yeah. season done on the Brunton Bugle. Three seasons in now. Up yeah. to, I think, about 150-odd episodes, I think. We had a 
55 regular episodes this season with, I think, three or four specials thrown in there, possibly. Yeah. So we've done about 60 episodes this season over the you know, 52 weeks, which is some going, isn't it, actually, when you look at it? Really? <laughs> it is when you think about it, isn't That's it? It's exhausting, uh, actually, when you even think about how much time we spent you know. talking. But no, when, 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 when you consider we all have to fix it around work options and whatnot, you know, we've, we've done bloody well. We've all blown yeah. out on trumpet. Oh, yeah. On uh, we've, we've done bloody hey. well. Yeah, you were waiting for that, weren't you? Your chance to say that. Yeah, um, yeah it brings it on quite nicely, actually, Dan. We always should blow our own bugle every now and then. Um, but next season. Um, so the pod's going to be back next season. Of course it is. You know, you all enjoy it. You all tell us how much you appreciate it. And we, that is appreciated. And so. we, we really appreciate when folk come up to us. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of folk at Cruise Station on the way to Wembley. A couple of people yeah. at Wembley. and Sutton Just in general, you, well. you know... It properly, properly gives us a little buzz that you, you all enjoy what we do, you know. Yeah, it's brilliant. So yeah, next season, so we're gonna, we are gonna continue the pod uh, as as is, you know. It's you know, it's, it's popular. Everyone seems to enjoy it. So so why not? Um, we are going to have a look at how we do the pod. There, we're gonna have a, a little think about this because we have noticed there's been a few times this season where some of the episodes have got up to almost two hours or one mm. hour forty five and. We do have to admit that is a lot, and it actually takes a lot of our time up as well, especially mine, yeah. in terms of editing it afterwards. So it, it's something we're going to look at. And one thing we are considering is potentially breaking the preview and the review into two separate episodes. So we'd maybe potentially do sort something. like Monday, Friday releases or yes. something. So do like a review on yeah. the Sunday, obviously, with midweek will be a little bit different as well. But yeah, and then yeah. Friday yeah. with the uh, the preview going out, and maybe drop in some specials in between on Wednesdays and things like that occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't fully decided yet, but we're going to see. We're going to have a little chat over the next few weeks while we have this break um, before we go to the fixtures episode. We probably won't have even decided by the time the fixtures episode comes out. In fact, no. it's probably one we won't even decide to like a week before we start the season again. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this I, I, then, I think, shall we? I think our plan is now, it's the start of June. We've got, we're getting this one out yeah. uh, for tomorrow. We will have one. The fixtures come out on, I think it's yeah. the 22nd of 22nd, June. 22nd, yeah. So we'll probably record one around that and get that out and obviously by then we'll know friendlies probably a few signings and a bit of news and stuff and then we'll probably do one in time for the friendlies is like the sort of first official one yeah yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the kind of thing like just before the start of the first friendlies when we yeah. know a few of the signings have come in and yeah. stuff like that and we, we, prob- we probably won't do them every week during the friendlies no. but no. Uh, and we will Obviously, our season preview will be ahead of the first official episode, etc. But absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. the plan. Um, now, um, yeah, so we haven't fully decided what we're going to do. If you've got any ideas for any new features you'd like to see us do, because I had a couple of emails about some of these, and there was, I think, mean, one of them was suggesting could we do like on the preview episode, like a little review of Simo's um, uh, pre-game uh, press conference thing. You know, the one that happens just you know a couple of days before the game. Yeah. We'd love to do that more often, and I'm sure we'd be able to work with the club to potentially use little clips from that, possibly in things. The problem is the day they do it can vary from week to week, and quite it often depends it... who and what's happening, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. some days it's on a Wednesday, some weeks it's on a Thursday. Yeah, sometimes it can be Friday afternoon. You know, and the Friday one would 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 knack us because we we, gen- yeah. we genuinely record this on a Thursday night, and we try to stick to that because I've 
had things on on a Wednesday night for the whole of the last year, so I've not been able to do Wednesdays really. So yeah. it's generally a Thursday night we record, so that that's where there's an issue there. So we'll 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 see what we can do with that. But one thing I would like to say now, and we're going to put this out on on Twitter as well, just to, to ask, we'd also like to get some more guest hosts on board because um, we want to take a little bit of pressure off Dan and Mike because I rely heavily on what their shift patterns are. And there are some weeks where it's been touch and go where both Mike and, and Dan are like, can't do this. We're, we're working at all the times that yeah. you're available. So I've had to drag uh, Greg Bowman in and he's done a, a sterling job on those occasions. We'll try and get Greg on certainly a few has, more times. Has. Um, he managed to do it twice in the Swindon games, which was a bit of a weird one, really. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. But, um, <laughs> but we're trying to get... Swindon. Yeah, exactly. We will try and get uh, Greg on a little bit more next season. But if you fancy yourself maybe of coming on and you know you, you think, yeah, I can talk about Carl United, talk a load of nonsense for an hour or so. Drop us a message. I can't guarantee I will take all you on to, to do it, really, because we have to, you know, see how people fit and stuff like that. We want to keep it all as, as smooth as we can. But we'll, we'll have a chat. And, you know, if, if you happen to know us and you, you, you fancy it, just drop us a message and, we'll, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And, yeah. yeah, it'd be fantastic. As well as that, actually, if there's anyone out there who can help us in terms of stuff like graphics and a few of the little bits like that, please drop us a message too, because we'd like to do, try and freshen those up a little bit too we are we are working yeah. on a new theme song at the moment as well actually yes. it's a little, little sneak preview for you you can probably guess who might be doing it for us but they're they're currently working on something for us so uh hopefully we'll have something maybe new for the start of the season i know some of you'll be disappointed to not hear uh looking good again but you know i think again we've had it for three seasons now. we, we, need to keep we, we might keep that for specials yeah maybe mix it up keep that for the special episodes possibly just to to keep you all happy there um, but yeah, that's the plan, and we're going to look at a few of the little ideas. We're going to try and do a few more specials next season. Try and get some interviews in the bag this summer. That's my aim, at least. Anyway, I know I said that last summer, but unfortunately, I was getting married last summer, so that took a little bit of my time How up. So didn't, didn't get didn't get the time for it. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Isn't it? It's terrible. So yeah, that that's where we are in terms of uh, the pod. So yeah, it's going to keep going, and uh, really pleased to have you all listening. I'm going to do some thank yous in a bit, but actually, I've just remembered Dan. We said yeah. we're going to talk about uh, the breaking news that came while we were recording. Yes, season tickets have been announced mm. uh, this afternoon. Uh, it looks like a general £2 increase across the board. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty hard. They haven't gone up for a while with a league higher. As Nigel Cribbins has said in interviews this week, costs are higher, player costs are higher. I don't think... And, you know, it's been... Since it announced, I've looked on socials. It's quite a, a fair reaction to it, you know. I think yeah. mine, I think mine's gone up thirty pounds. Yeah, uh, but I worked it out. Uh, I'm in, I'm in B stand. I think mine works out at seventeen pound a game. I think mine's about fifteen. I'm in the um, panic. It's uh, four, fourteen seventy. My mate Stevie messaged us saying, "Well, he worked I, it out." At, so. I, I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy to pay fourteen pounds seventy a game. Yeah, if it means I, I, have... I think I think for me and the lad, it's twenty three quid. That's good. That you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm more than happy to pay fourteen pounds seventy a game if it means I don't have to listen to Bradford fans bang on about attendance is all season again. Or, or that I don't have to go to Holker Street again for a football game yeah. <laughs> anytime soon. So I, I think generally the reaction's been really good to it. They go on sale from uh, Monday to uh, early bird renewals. And then, I think and then they the go, following week. Yes, I think it's the following week they yeah. go on the... Uh, It'll the, be interesting to see if there's an increase because I've seen a lot of people on socials saying, oh, look, here it is, shall we get one? Yeah. Because we're normally around the 2000 mark, yeah. aren't we? Well, I was just looking there before, and Morecambe have sold if 15... We... Go on, sorry. 
if if we could get up to two five, even three thousand, that'd be fantastic. I, I'd I'd love us to get to three thousand this time. I think I really think yeah. there's a good chance to do it. Simo's got us buzzing for the and, club again. And for those that aren't aware, the direct debit option over ten months. Yes, you pay a ten pound fee, but it's only a pound a month. Yeah, you know, I mean. I've been I, paid I three, I was, three, uh, sorry, thirty-five pound a month for my season yeah, ticket. Yeah, I think I think I was paying fifty-one quid for me and the boy, you know, and because it's in with all the other bills, you don't even notice it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's, it's a great way to do it. It really yeah, is. If you haven't already, consider yeah. it, really consider it. It's really worth doing. Um, yeah, so on sale from Monday. Go, go to the official website to find out. And like I said, I think most people are in agreement. I think some people were expecting a bigger increase. I think they're quite pleasantly surprised. Possibly, possibly. I've seen one person complain saying, oh, they shouldn't be putting There's up always stuff, someone. But, but they, they, got... when, when you work it all out, the number of free games has increased from four to six yeah. as well. And I'm, sure, and, counteract. and I'm sure next season right. they're not just going to drop it down to the four. I reckon they'll do it like a five. They usually do that, don't they? They try and yeah, keep people yeah, happy. And... Yeah. Yeah, there's ways of doing it, but there you go. Right, well, that's it. So uh, let's do the thank yous now, Dan. Um, first up, I've got to say, Huge thanks once again to the London branch for their support this season in sponsoring the pod. Really, really appreciate it. I, I really hope we've helped keep uh, XLs uh, in touch with the club. I know from speaking to guys from the London branch that it's, it's been really positive for them. They've had some people sign up to the London branch as a result of the sponsorship, which is exactly Very what good. we want. So, so yeah, uh, like I said, as we said earlier, if you, if you want to find out about the London branch, go to their website and you'll find out the details. CarlisleLondonBranch.org. Uh, a huge thank you to all of us. I was just going to, I'm, go sorry, on. I was just going to say just for that. Off the back of that, if anybody out there would like to uh, help oh, yes, sponsor yes. the pod, give us a shout. You know, I'm always around Carlisle. Yeah, accessible on socials. You yeah. know, it, it isn't as much as you would think it is for a a weekly mention. And yeah, you know, we're going we're going to start utilizing these more on the socials. Hence why we want help with graphics and stuff. You know, yes, definitely. So like, it, it, look, we're going to speak to London Brands to see whether they're interested in staying on for next season. You know, if they're not fantastic, they've been brilliant for the last three years. Either way, we'd love to get more people involved and get more sponsors yeah, involved yeah. with the pod and you know anything that can help us cover our costs because we're, we're going to switch to a new studio system. I think next year to yes, make things a little bit easier. You're all excited for that. Yes, aren't you? I am actually. Yes, it's got it's yeah. got video capability. We're not going to put the videos up. It just makes Oof, it easy. Good, good grief, no. It makes it easier for us in terms of being able to see each other when we're talking because at the moment we don't have video, so sometimes when there's a little bit of a delay, it's because we don't see each other, we don't see our facial uh, yeah, yeah. reactions. So that's the reason for it, and it's a nicer app we can use for this new system as well once it's launched. Um, but yeah, definitely if you can help us, and we've all said this: if we end up getting more in sponsorship than covers our cost, all the money's going to go back into sponsorship at the club. That's our plan. Yeah. Basically, we'll sponsor a shirt or something like that. You know, we'll sponsor someone, one of the coaches, something like that. We'll, that's what that's what we we'd like to do as well. If we get any additional yeah. money, and we'll we'll top it up a little bit ourselves as well to make sure we cover yeah. it. Yeah, and we, we would maybe we'll maybe even do that uh, shirt as a prize at the end of the season or something. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of you thing know. we'll be looking at. Sure, we could find a competition. Exactly, exactly. Uh, right. So on to the rest of the thank yous. Uh, all of our sixty-second reviews this season. I genuinely think that this was your idea, Dan. Full credit. It's a. It's been a great feature to add to the pod. I think people love hearing different voices of different fans. I think we've been lucky this season in that it's been so yeah. good, hasn't it? Six, 60 seconds is a bit uh, questionable as well. You know, With some of them, uh, yeah. Some of them have got a strange yeah, stretch of time, yeah, haven't they? It's, uh, 
We're not going to stop you talking about the Blues. No, and we've got to give a special mention, of course, to the the king of the shaggers, Regan, uh, and his catchphrase. <laughs> and it, he's kept with it. He's kept with it all season. John Coleman printed it, but he didn't print it uncensored. That's, that's <laughs> for when we get to the championship, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Don't be a coward, yeah. John. We all know. We all know everyone is here. And of course, we've got to give a special mention to our the uh, the most difficult man to please in uh, in Carlisle, the hardest taskmaster of the lot, young Craig Robson, in his six second reviews, been fantastic <laughs> all season. Yeah. And it was nice. It, it was a, it was a momentous moment at Wembley. When Craig met Regan, yeah, what a moment! You know, when when the handshake happened, the vibes created that win on Sunday for me. Absolutely, that's exactly where <laughs> it went, isn't it? There you go. Uh, Got to say a big thank you to Paul Newton at BBC Radio Cumbria and John Coleman for their support of the pod throughout the season. Uh, been absolutely fantastic, and of course, actually, especially Paul as well for for getting me and you on the uh, the fans forum after games. Yeah, well. yeah, it's been yeah. Really, really, really appreciate the shout out. We, we, we are looking at maybe doing a couple of things with yeah. the uh, the blue podcast in time if we yeah. can work something out. Yeah, a little collab going on there possibly. We're gonna have to wait and see how we can sort that yeah. out. Uh, and we, I've got to give a shout out to the brilliant crews they've given to the club as well this season. You yeah, know, it's been a great yeah. season. And, yeah. We've relied you know, heavily on some of the coverage they've given. And shout out to James, James and Chris for all the miles on the. Absolutely. And I, know, I, know, I know it must be hard for Lummy to put up with Phillips' tails <laughs> on the, uh, up and down the M6, but no, joking yeah. apart, fantastic job this season, fellas. And, and I love that video of them at the celebrating the uh, the winning penalty at Wembley as well. Yeah, James, yeah. the utter professional, focusing on it, describing <laughs> the action. Chris Thompson <laughs> just disappears out of shot, running around. and all, yeah. we, all everybody wants to know is... What does Lummy say on 12 seconds to that bloke who walks past? Oh, I'm pretty I, sure I it, it ended was, off. I bet it wasn't, uh, I bet it wasn't safe for, to be aired. <laughs> no, 100% not. There's a good reason yeah. he took his headphones off and the microphone away. Yeah, so put his mic down, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Um, also, Andy and Amy at the media team for allowing us to do some interviews with Simo and members of the current playing squad and helping us out with a couple of a bits this season. Really appreciate that. And again, fantastic yeah, yeah. coverage they've put out over the Wembley weekend. It's been amazing to follow all that um and gotta say thank you to every single listener who's stuck with us this season it's been an absolute joy every time someone comes up to us at a game as we said before saying how much they enjoy listening to the pod just the comments and the feedback we've got has all been really positive and what we'll what we'll do over the summer in the quiet weeks we'll put uh an updated map up yes Yes. Of everywhere that's had a listener this season, if we if we can manage that, just oh, to, it's, it's and, huge now. And, and and if you are one of those people, reply to the tweet saying Bahamas. Yeah, that was me on holiday. You know? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Because the, 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 there's some balmy places people have watched uh, listen to this podcast. By the way, so. I, I I know who a couple of the weirder ones yeah. are from fellow blues. I know that travel with work and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, it's, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been, it's been brilliant to, to get all the the great feedback from you guys, and I really do hope you've you enjoy listening to us. It's been a a, a real pleasure to to talk about the Blues this season, really, hasn't it? It's just it's it's weird, you know. We've had two fairly honking seasons, haven't we? Before that, yeah. that's that's been the problem. Is it that, that yeah? It's yeah. Every single listener who's, who's enjoyed it, it's been it's been fantastic. And I think the final thank you. Well, it's got to go to Simo, the coaching staff, and the playing squad at Kyanae, doesn't it, Dan? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The most enjoyable season watching this team in probably the best part of two decades, I would say. 
I mean, I'd put it, I'd put it above the 07-08 season where we made the playoffs in League One. Definitely, it it just had a much, much a much better vibe to it. Um, I really hope they appreciate how much they've made. A lot of people fall back in love with this club again because in last year, because it doesn't happen that often, does it? it? It's you know to get that vibe from a manager and a playing squad, and it stands out to me how much they all love playing for this club and how much they've enjoyed it this year and the camaraderie they've had as a team and that's yeah, that's rubbed yeah. off to the fans, doesn't it? You've seen that with, you know, the flags, the stuff that the the lads in the Warwick Road end have done this season, which has been brilliant and hopefully it'll continue into next season. So yeah, brilliant, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. Uh you know, there's been a real coming together this season. Uh long may it continue. Absolutely. So yeah, enjoy your break, lads. Uh but how about the championship in twelve months, eh? Sounds good to me, doesn't it, Dan? Yeah. So we're going to leave you now. Um, we're, we're not going to play the normal theme tune out. We're going to play a little bit of the lads uh, singing in the dressing room after the uh, the final at Wembley. So it uh, just leaves us to say cheers, everyone, and have a good summer. Up the League One Blues. Up the League One Blues. <laughs> Good job their timing and singing isn't the same as their timing and offside traps, isn't it? (laughs) Bloody appalling. See you later.